0: Welcome back to COVID-19 Conspiracy or a Real Threat. Mr.
1: Anonymous, I'm going to start off with you. What do you got? Let's go over the numbers in the state of Florida. I got 35,463 total COVID patients. With that being said, um, they're not really saying any numbers about recovery cases, which is kind of odd. But with that being said, we got 1,314 total deaths in the state of Florida.
0: Oh my God, man. Um, Here in Tarrant County, we're sitting at 71 confirmed deaths from COVID-19 and 583 recoveries. But worldwide, we're actually sitting at 3.42 million. The recovery rate's at 1.9 million. And the death toll, unfortunately, is at
1: 244,000. I can't even imagine,
0: man. If you want to, uh, go ahead. What do you got for us, man?
1: I'm gonna put this out there for everybody that thinks that it's okay for everything to get back to normal this soon. There has been new symptoms arising in COVID patients. And the sad thing about this is a lot of these COVID patients what these new symptoms I'm gonna go over are adolescent children, teenagers, young adults. We're finding out now that people are coming into the emergency room They're being taken into the respiratory unit. But these patients are coming in here with cardiovascular symptoms, which has to do with the heart. Basically, they're finding out now that this COVID-19 is triggering serious effects on the heart. Okay, the COVID-19, as we know, has certain proteins that attack the two receptors, two major receptors in our lungs, uh, which is the upper part of our lungs and the bottom half of our lungs. Blood vessels that are linked throughout our body and that you know are linked right to the heart have the same kind of receptors as do in the lungs. It's uh, sending out these proteins and it's hitting the bloodstream, which damages blood vessels, which they're finding out is now causing blood clots in COVID-19 patients. It's also triggering off a symptom which is called myocarditis which is basically inflammation around the sac and the heart muscles in itself. There is something out there that they're considering that is a brand new symptom. And I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this before, if you guys have stopped me, it's called a cytokine storm. Basically what the cytokine storm is, is uh, it's an inflammation that uh, the COVID-19 is causing in your body. And why they call it a cytokine storm is because this thing is inside your body And it is wreaking total havoc in your body and it doesn't know where it wants to go. So it's like a pinball machine. It's bouncing around all inside your body and and causing inflammation and wreaking major havoc. And this is why they're finding out that it's now hitting other organs. Why people are coming in and why I said last podcast, we have COVID patients uh, on uh, a greater margin of, 20 to 40% COVID patients are now having to seek out for dialysis because it's hitting the liver enzymes and it's also traveling down and hitting the kidneys. Okay, but with this being said, um, among 416 patients over in China that were infected with the COVID-19, maybe about 20% suffered um, injuries to the heart, which uh, more than half of that 20% have actually perished away from the COVID-19. A surge also reports coming in from New York City about a surge in patients coming into the emergency room and being rushed in that are dying from cardiac arrest that's associated with this COVID-19. This is getting scary, guys. Now, let me continue here real quick. I There is something out there that is being described in patients too now. It's called covid toe. Now, it sounds a little weird, but let me elaborate this to you. COVID toe is a painful red inflammation associated with exposure to cold air similarities. Uh, It's being linked to conditions of the COVID-19. There was a case where a lady said she came home and uh, she noticed that her 12-year-old son's toes were turning completely blue. What's happening with that is the COVID-19 is basically, it's wreaking havoc on your bloodstream, your blood vessels and uh, it's causing poor circulation in your limbs, poor circulation in your feet. Your blood is not coagulating properly, and basically what it's doing is attacking your bloodstream, and it's shutting down those blood vessels, which is causing blood clots throughout the body, And which is why we're seeing a surge, and we're seeing a spike, and uh, not just respiratory symptoms now, but we're talking now cardiac. We're talking this is affecting the heart, and people are dying from this, which is a newer symptom of this COVID-19. Man.
0: So, okay, so from what it sounds like, it sounds like they're not getting enough oxygen,
1: correct? Is this what we, we're getting from this? Exactly, bro. That's scary. And this is scary because now, uh, now we're facing, not just here in Florida, but we're facing nationwide and possibly worldwide, that everybody's acting like we all just awoken from some kind of slumber, and it's always just like a Stephen King horror movie. We're like, okay, everything can get back to normal now. Let's just go ahead and do this. And I think uh, with what Mr. Brad is about to delve into, what he uh, dug up about FEMA will spark a little bit of interest to you and will prove to you exactly why it is too early to open the United States of America back up. Go ahead with it, Mr. Brad. Amen, man. Yeah,
0: this make perfect sense. So FEMA orders 100,000 more body bags for worst case scenario. If we remember currently when FEMA ordered that many bags was when New York was going down. And that went down in a blaze. You know, we lost a lot of people in that. Um, so you, the body bags that they're actually buying it are worth uh, 5.1 million. That's how many uh, body bags we're talking about here. And they placed the order in April around april 20th april 21st if i remember correctly i mean this is very obvious that they're getting ready for something big and as you said there's something else coming and people aren't aware of what is coming because they're too busy wanting to go back out and go shopping and get back to the normalcy of their life which at this point in time it's called phase one for a reason because there's more phases to it there's reasons why social distancing is still a thing you know what i mean And wearing a mask is a necessity at this point for anybody that doesn't want to spread it to the other person. Uh, So there's a supplier in a California company that is supposed to be delivering these bags by Monday, according to the contracting data. There's people actually going on record saying this, and then you get the FEMA website that's basically knocking this off as nothing more than like a hoax or something like that. And of course, if you look at something like Snoke, They're following the same uh, protocols that FEMA's putting in place. So, at this point in time, you gotta do your own research on the scenarios going on around you, you know what I mean? This is new news (laughs) to me, man.
1: Mm. So,
0: this is what Trump put out, okay? It's called Operation Warp Speed. It aims to make 300 million doses of a vaccine by January. We were told, just recently, that this thing will not end for at least two years. That's what CDC's claiming trump's doing this operation warp speed and all of a sudden we're going to get a vaccine by january while they play around with 14 different potential vaccines now my opinion on this this is a very very scary situation and i think that they need to pump the brakes on it because i think there's going to be a lot of problems if they do it this way i really do
1: yeah yeah Uh, seriously just uh yesterday here in Texas, they reopened the economy. I think it, it it's gonna bring more deaths in my honest opinion. Sure. That's just the way I see it. Right.
0: Exactly. And uh, I think what Mr. Link was saying is yeah, we have actually on the first we have officially opened, but the capacity is only supposed to be like twenty five percent. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how they're mitigating this. I do not think that you can personally. Um, There's people all over the roads, mind you. Uh, What's supposed to stay closed for the time being until like phase three is like um, bars, salons, and um, gyms. So those three are actually not supposed to open till phase three. And I've already seen people like on uh, different apps like Neighbor Next Door saying, oh, I'm gonna go to the salon and get my nails done. There's another person that says, you know, I'm a manager over at this gym, we're opening tomorrow. And people are jumping on these people because they know that this situation is, n- this situation is dire at this point. Regardless if people sit there and say, oh, well, you can beat this. If you've actually seen people try to fight this in person, you wouldn't be saying that. You would take this thing seriously. I've been in a situation to where I wasn't able to breathe and trying to gasp like I'm gonna take my last breath. It is not a fun situation. So all you naysayers out there that say this is not a bad thing, wait till you're hooked up to a ventilator because you can't breathe on your own. It's a very, very serious situation and needs to be taken that way. Anyways. Sorry about my rant. No,
1: it's, it's good. This is all crucial info for the podcast, bro. Hell
0: yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So now, this one's interesting. We've touched
1: on this before.
0: I found more information on it, so I think it's prevalent that we go over it. Uh, we talked about the digital dollar. We talked about how they were going to start this whole initiation using uh, the stimulus checks. I found a document. It's called S. 3571, this document was actually enacted March 23rd, 2020. The name of the document at the moment is called Banking for All Act. So there's an introduction basically where it talks about the Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs are gonna be using the digital dollar and it's going to be used for debit cards online, access, automatic bill pay, mobile banking, customer services, and other services that we're unaware of at this point. And of course, it's not including overdraft fees. Just throw that in there. So they've already had this looked at as something that, hey, we can use politics to push for the digital dollar by instituting it through a stimulus package. Like I said before, This is a very intrusive bill. I hope to God it does not pass in any form or fashion, even if it's for something small, because it takes away your right to use your money the way you want to without prying eyes seeing what you're spending it on. Like, if you want to go out and you want to buy a gun, they should not be able to watch you do that because it's intrusive. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, I understand understand fully that... uh, They don't want people to just buy a gun because, you know, they could potentially be a criminal. But at the same time, by watching everybody that has a gun in it going into a database. Say if uh, I'm a police officer and I could pull that shit up and then I can see that you own a gun. I'm going to target you in a different way than I would if I didn't know you had one. Right? Sure. Yeah, of course, man. So this is where the problem lies, and it's not even guns. It's just buying common things that you would usually buy from, like, a neighbor or anything else like that that you, you're not going to be able to. Like, if I went over to my next-door neighbor and I was like, hey, man, I like that motorcycle, he's like, you want to buy it? And I don't have any means because I don't have any cash on me physically that I could do it. Now my question is, is, like if I took him to a bank or something and I scanned that shit, are they going to equate what I have to that, that uh, credit that I put through to give to him? Like how would that work and is there going to be a system where you have to pay a fee in order to transfer money to a person in general? So there's a lot of complications with this and it's very intrusive and I think that they're going to... Tax the hell out of it in some form or fashion all right so the coronavirus pandemic is likely to last as long as two years as we've talked about before and they're saying it's actually not going to be able to be controlled until two-thirds of the world's population is immune to covid19 i went ahead and i did the math if you take two-thirds times eight you get 5.33 billion So we'd actually have to have 5.33 billion people immune based on how many people we have currently in the world, which is 8 billion. Wow. Yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Now we get more into the conspiratorial part, but I think you guys would be really, really interested to hear about this. Biocompatible near-infrared quantum dots delivered to the skin by microneedle patches for cord vaccination. Ring any bells? I remember that. We talked about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is 100% authentic. This is not hearsay, this is an actual patent. Um, So micro-needling, what they're going to do is they're basically going to put a digital tattoo on your child or this is the way that they wanna start out doing it, which we'll get into why I don't like this and I'm sure you guys will too digital patch on your kid visible that is going to be able to be uh recognized by a smartphone using something called near infrared reflectance so they'll be able to scan that patch to see whether or not that child is vaccinated it's uh okay need to... well, hold on hold
1: on is it bill gates that authorized that or
0: right now right now bill gates has a patent on this yes so ah uh,
1: figures it.
0: So this is a
1: legit thing, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the father, okay? There's no yep. fucking hell that yep, that's going to happen.
0: We don't know how they're going to adapt this. They're probably not going to force it, but they may. You know what I mean? If they don't force it, and they're like, hey, because what they're doing from what I've read about this is what they're trying to implement is say, like, you took your kid in to get a vaccine a vac uh, the vaccination, okay? They would automatically do the micro needling, which would hold the records. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if they would force you to do it or if they'd be like, Okay, you can have the vaccine, but would you like it? You know what I mean? So I'm not sure how they're gonna do that, but the reason that I don't like it and I think it's intrusive is because it's like, say like I'm on the street and I have a tattoo, so I get singled out based on that tattoo. You know what I mean? They look at me like
1: I'm I'm a problem.
0: But uh, Mr. Anonymous, you
1: got anything to say on the subject? Uh, well, kind of iterating on what Mr. so said. You know, uh, how do I know that you're telling me the total truth of what's actually in that vaccination? I don't see any, Well, yeah. You know, I-, I don't see any paperwork in front of me telling me exactly what you're putting inside that vaccination, it's all for word of mouth. Same as like, you think I'm gonna sit there and let the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation tell me how my son's gonna be raised from here on out? Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are gonna keep eyes on my child? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. I'm the father. I'm that child's parent. I will decide what's best and what's suitable for my son.
0: There there's several things that are definitely troubling about this COVID nineteen. Like I said, my my thing and I'm sticking to it is, you know, this is a legit virus, but I believe that they're capitalizing on this virus and they're using it for political means to push different things through the house. But I also think that it it fits an agenda which we went into before and I think we really need to dive into this again. As I told you guys before, U.S. Northcom branch plan 3560, pandemic, influenza, and in infectious disease response. That was put out January 2017, okay? Now, it reveals the extent to which the military has been planning and branching for a widespread pandemic. You remember on the uh, podcast, we talked about this? Yes. Okay, so you got January 2017, U.S. Northcom. Now you got event. Called 201. Now that was hosted by the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, October 2019. Now listen to this: Envisions a fast spreading coronavirus with a devastating impact. That center's last pandemic simulation. A fictional no- newscaster from GNN narrated. The immune resistant virus, nicknamed Caps, was crippling trade and travel, sending the global economy into a freefall. Social media was rampant with rumors and misinformation. Governments were collapsing and citizens were revolting. October 2019, this was put out and simulated by John Hopkins Center for Health and Security. My opinion on this, they knew all along that this virus was slowly creeping out and they did a test run on this because event 20, Oh, one is basically a tabletop exercise. And if you really, really want to break it down and think about it in a logical sense, I've been using John Hopkins Center for Health Security to look at the numbers. And if you have not seen how sophisticated that uh, program is, it's wildly sophisticated the way it keeps track of the numbers and everything. They put that thing up quick. You know what I mean? So the way that I'm thinking about it is if they knew this thing was coming, they probably put that thing up way before. True, very true, man. So event 201, very troubling. US Northcom branch 3560, very troubling. Now, if you guys wanna get into the Bill and Melinda Gates, I found another connection that I find even more disturbing than what we talked about before. this is a little tidbit that i pulled off of the bill and melinda gates foundation's website directly from the website if you guys want to check it you can what it says even under optimistic scenarios incidents of poverty maternal morality child morality child underdevelopment, hiv infection and tuberculosis will exceed sustainable development goals targets in 2030 according to a report released on wednesday september 13th by the phil and melinda gates foundation now here's the words that you need to pay attention to sustainable development goals in 2030 now listen to what i'm about to read to you agenda 21 or 2030 The Agenda and its 17 Sustainable Development Goals were adapted in 2015 by all countries of the United Nations. The Sustainable Development Goals are a universal call to plan action to end poverty, protect the planet and improve the lives and prospects of everyone, everywhere. The 17 goals were adopted by all UN member states in 2015 as part of Agenda 2030 which is a 15 year plan to achieve the goal. Today's progress is being made in many places, but overall action to meet the goal is not yet advancing at the speed or scale required. 2020 needs to usher in a decade of ambitious action to deliver goals by 2030. They're putting out little breadcrumbs and they're giving people ideas of what they're doing without actually saying it all out loud. Right. It's very suspect by changing the the name of Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030. And then Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates saying that they're going to try to get this done by 2030. And you've got a vaccine that's on the way. This is going to be a problem. You know, the, the correlation of everything that's happening and the way it's happening, I'm seeing, you know, big brother step out of the shadows and jump in our face at this point point. and I think that a lot of people are kind of negating the fact of what's going on because they're more focused on the virus now and I think that's why a lot of these propagandists are out there they're saying like this is happening that's happening and they're downplaying the virus because they understand the ideals of the way that you know The NWO works and, you know, the way they coordinate by misdirecting. So that's why they don't want to believe in the virus. And I understand that completely. But the problem is is that they're, they're too fixated on what each other posts without looking at the details. And that's, you know, that's the main reason we started this podcast, because we wanted to break it down and kind of get them to think in a different way rather than the way they're doing it. Like the thing, some of the things that we've put out, nobody else has touched on from what I can tell or in the way that we put them out to make them open their eyes and see it. Yeah. So, you know, that's the reason for COVID-19 conspiracy or a real threat. And at this point, as I said before, I do not think it's conspiracy COVID's there. I think that COVID is a natural thing that was formed based on the fact that they weren't paying attention and they looked in the other direction. It is a real threat because it's ushering in Big Brother to manipulate the system and use this to their advantage to slowly overtake the population as the numbers are diminishing. That's my thought on that. Uh, do you guys have anything else that you want to say before we end this segment? I think we covered pretty oh, much yeah, everything yeah, man. I think we're good here, man. Here. All right. So... Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know, currently we are sitting at 1.9 thousand listeners. So we appreciate all the love that you've been giving us. Uh, Definitely tune in for our next episode. We will be diving as deep as we can into the Bill Gates Foundation because it seems like this is where everything's going. I mean, we're going from COVID-19, being sick, the new symptoms coming out, to Bill Gates opening his mouth saying he's creating a new vaccine. And as we're finding out, Agenda 21 is possibly attached based on the small little details that he's throwing in through his website. And the way Agenda 21 has been twisted to Agenda 2030, people need to start opening their eyes because something bad's coming. Uh, Big Brother is ushering in a new environment using digital means with the digital currency. Um, Everything that has been talked about is slowly coming to fruition. So before you guys start uh, talking about the virus, start thinking about the reality around you and what's happening. Search outside of the virus and look for the truth.